Welcome to Nothing Confidential, the podcast. I'm Kristen Henke, hostess with the mostest, matcha snob, and unapologetically bad at small talk. Seriously, tell me about your childhood. And I'm Joan Karnashan, queen of messy conversations, skincare junkie, and highly allergic to bullshit. You are now entering a judgment-free zone where together we'll navigate the vital conversations that lift shame and shift paradigms. Our deepest desire is to normalize rewriting the narratives women have been taught about pleasure, money, power, sexual expression, and self-sovereignty. So join us each week for unfiltered, raw dialogue that educates, empowers, and hopefully entertains, or at the very least, makes the hard topics feel a little safer. By the way, when we say women, we are speaking to humans who identify with their divine feminine nature, non-binary royalty, our sacred sluts, the matriarch and the rising, and those of us who are still trying to figure our shit out. You guys know I love a good disclaimer, so here goes. We are not to be mistaken for doctors, lawyers, clinically trained psychologists, therapists, or your mother. But we are someone's mom. If you True. think this state is going well, subscribe to our show. And community means everything to us. So make sure to tell a friend or like all of your friends. Record. We're back. Here we are. Here we are. Happy hump day. It's Chris. Let's stay the wake. <laughs> it's Joe. Thanks. I was I was like. <laughs> Is she going to say, or am I going to say, and Joe is here too. I wasn't <laughs> sure if you heard me. <laughs> Just going to come peel, peeling back behind the curtains. I'm here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi. Oh man. <laughs> you know, there's only so many, I really admire podcasters who have a unique greeting or starting point at the beginning of every episode. How do they keep it that fresh? I feel like as soon as I hit record, I am, hey, hey guys, it's, <laughs> hey guys, it's Kristen and Joe, or hey, welcome back. <laughs> I mean, I only think of two or three things. <laughs> I know. You know what? I think it's a, I think, I mean, I'm thinking what it is, is like, I'm assuming maybe, this is me assuming most of those people probably don't have young children. <laughs> Yeah, because mom brain, if you guys didn't know, we didn't include this in the in-depth, in real life, in real time processing that we did on motherhood last week, but mom IRTP, brain, IRTP. yes, yes. <laughs> mom brain is when you become pregnant or if you come upon in via adoption or something, a very <laughs> small child, the lack of sleep that you get is the primary culprit, but the primary, primary, did I say that word? <laughs> oh man. It's, it's, a, it's a thing. It's a serious it's thing. A, it's a real thing. The other thing, thing I was going to say is for those who experience pregnancy, when your body goes through the journey of having every thing sucked out of it and put into the tiny life that is inside of you, taking the best of what you have to give, a certain amount of your brain cells go as well. Mm -hmm. And from what I have experienced firsthand, they don't come back. <laughs> it sounds really brutal and beautiful all at the same time, <laughs> but it's totally <laughs> worth it guys. It's totally worth it. <laughs> yeah. And then I think like too, you know, there's also like pandemic brain mm. that's probably happening. Yeah. Like I woke up this morning and literally was like, what day of the week is it? Yeah. Well, we traveled back from Nashville. We were there for like a short stop. If I didn't see you, don't get your panties in a wad. It was a business trip, not a pleasure trip. And my husband and I are trying to sell our investment. We have an investment property there and we are trying to get it tightened up and ship shape for selling. And so we traveled back yesterday and all day I have been thinking that it's Monday. Nope. Monday Surprise. take two. Yeah. I'm going to be off. I'm going to be off <laughs> all week long. But speaking of mom brain and all that stuff, we being Joe and I are in similar, but also very different stages of life. And we have had some unexpected twists and turns. And there is just a level of upheaval that has been happening First with Joe moving, obviously navigating a divorce, trying to 
innovate within the co-parenting space. Lots. While also not trying to lose my shit. <laughs> while like, not losing her oh. shit. <laughs> while losing her shit privately on the side <laughs> in our, in dark corners. Uh, and then you have me who has a, a child who is in their first year of life, therefore is changing every single day. And it's been very hard to nail down a schedule or any type of consistency while also building a coaching practice and, uh, running the back end of, uh, this podcast. So mm-hmm. the newest thing added to the plate is that now my family is moving and we are transitioning from condo to house, which is so exciting because as Super someone exciting. so exciting, someone who works completely from home and then has said, wild child running around. It's going to be so amazing to have that space. The reason I'm loading this all on for you is because Joe and I had a real, real talk earlier this morning about Mm -hmm. what is realistic when it comes to this podcast and putting out really amazing, supportive, nourishing quality content for you guys. And how can we do that without killing ourselves? And so we came to the conclusion that for the time being, we are going to be releasing bi-weekly episodes, which is something that if you've been here since the beginning of the show, you're familiar with because halfway through the year last year, I had to do the same thing. And so we just want to tell you what's going on because we yeah, value we just you. Loop you in. <laughs> we just yeah, we're just, we're just trying to loop you in. Yeah. We want to send you a memo in case, you know, yeah. one day you wake up and you're like, where is that one episode I've been dying to listen to from Nothing Confidential? And we're like, It'll next be here week. Next week, yeah. So- <laughs> So you'll be listening. You'll be hearing this Wednesday. And so from today, there will not be one next week. There will be a fresh one hot out the oven the week after that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And we're, we're, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm cool with it. Anybody, anybody object? Everyone cool. It sounds like I don't they're really cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're good. Continue. We're great. We're great. We're also trying something, something's new. Some new things. A couple things, yeah. A couple new things, yeah. So one of the new things that we're going to try is actually asking for a friend segment, which is just sister on the side where we actually have you guys, our community, send us questions and it is your sisters on the side, me and Kristen, giving you some advice as if we are just your friends. Mm -hmm. We're going to be putting our coach hats off a little as much bit as we can, this, as much as we can, and really just providing you the knowledge, wisdom, and the the you know entertainment that you really wish you would have had from your friends if they were non judgmental and super cool like we are. And yeah, we're gonna be the amount of professionalism is gonna be very low. So that's that's the main reason that we're sharing yeah. this format with you. <laughs> In fact, I, we came up with a guide from the side. Uh, I, I borrowed that from, I was going to say stole, but I was like, I didn't steal anything. I borrowed it from Marie Forleo, <laughs> who says that she is more of a, a guide from the side than a sage from the stage. And I like mm-hmm. that because it gives me the visual of someone down in the trenches, shoulder to shoulder with you going through shit at the same time. Maybe we're a little little further up the road, but we are close enough that we can reach, do the reach around and we can grab you. We can grab your (laughs) your arm, your hand, your titty. Like we can grab you. We got you. We're pulling you along with us. Yes. With consent though. With with consent. Absolute consent, especially for titty grabs. (laughs) All all grabs. Consent is sexy guys. Yes. So that's, that's really what's in our heart is just to provide a space where we are offering you support and validation and getting you fired up if needed and just holding space for some of these stories and experiences without feeling the need to fix everything. Part of what we do here as well is we want to empower you to step into your sovereignty and to take control of your life and your pleasure. And the best way that you can do that is if we are not constantly trying to like fix your problems for you. Right. So yeah, we just want to offer love, love and support and, you know, yeah, and ideas. I think, you know, yeah. And I think, you know, when it comes back to like the, dating advice or the relationship advice I wish I had. Like I just really wish when I was younger, I had those safe spaces that I can have these conversations with without somebody judging me, without somebody giving me advice, but really just 
giving me an opportunity to be seen so I can process all of these things on my own while maybe hearing from somebody else's experience, Mm -hmm. maybe hearing from their own wisdom and then just taking whatever from that storytelling or that perspective that works for me and then leaving behind what doesn't work. So this is just really an opportunity for us to just shoot the shit and share. Yeah. And if you listen to this and you hear yourself in this conversation we're about to have with this letter we're about to share, then I encourage you to pick up, pick up the pen or go to your keyboard and send in your own letter. This is something we're going to be doing fairly regularly. So if this is something you would like us to do for you, all you have to do is send it to us, just write it out for us so that we can read over it together on air and we'll address it live. I, of course, we, whoever has received the message will keep it anonymous. Your names will not be shared and specific details will be changed so that anybody in your life who may also be listening won't be able to figure out that it's you. But the interesting thing is that so many of the themes that come through our DMs are such a universal collective experience. Yeah, There are probably a handful of you who are going to think this is about you today. <laughs> and only one of you sent it in. <laughs> so that's also the beauty of just having the space to be witnessed in your experience and to know that you're not alone. And I feel mm-hmm. very dear sugarish right now. Dear sugar, uh, for those of you who do not know is magical. It's no longer, it's not a current show. I believe that it has come to an end and it sits as a perfect, I don't know what the word I even am looking for is, but it's a treasure trove of wisdom mm. and goodness that Cheryl Strayed and Steve Almond did for years. It used to be a New York times, uh, article and now, and then they turn it into a podcast and essentially people would write in pretty detailed, lengthy letters, letting them know something that was going on in their life and wanting the input of both of them. And so that's, that's what we're doing today. A couple weeks ago, we got a really heavy DM from one of you and it, there's just a lot going on in this person's life. There are a lot of layers to dig through. And I definitely got the sense that this person really just needs to be seen and validated. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of experiences that they're having that are not being validated within the relationship. And so we're going to provide that here today. Yeah, Let's just dive in. We're going to dive in. Dive in. And this is real time. Uh, Joe, I did not read this to Joe ahead of time. Yeah, so I have no idea. (laughs) This could actually be my letter to her. (laughs) I have no idea. Joe doesn't know what I'm about to read. And we haven't gone over this to strategize like points or anything. This is what would happen if I read Joe a DM straight from my phone and we just sift through it piece by piece together. Totally. So buckle up. Here we go. Get some water. Go pee. Okay. So I'm going to read through it a little slowly so that I can make sure to skip over stuff that I don't want to include. So this person begins by saying that they are struggling with guilt around talking about their relationship and saying that they're unfulfilled because their sex life and all of those things are connected. It says, so I've known and been on and off with my partner for 10 years. Looking back, I feel like because of my abuse and from what I've observed with how he handles sex, that maybe it makes sense that we fell into a space together. I think I've always known I've been attracted to women, but haven't pursued the relationship. I've only dated men totally fine. However, the more I've tried to grow and be honest about myself, the more I feel I hurt his ego. One day I was in a rough place after seeing the gyno and had some things that I needed to think about. And he wanted to initiate sex. I didn't want it. I wanted to be honest and say, Hey, my mind is not in this right now. I'm thinking about these terrible things that happened. I'm not trying to offend you, but I don't want it. I said it way more sincere. I promise. Ha ha. Anyway, it just seemed like there was animosity in his eyes when he looked at me and he said, maybe you're asexual or lesbian as if those should be insults and that there's something wrong with me. I was hurt as one would be in a situation where they're being vulnerable and then feel like someone is turning it around on them. I could write a book on all the awkward things that have happened that have made me feel turned off by this person. And then it always turns back around to something being wrong with me. I like sex just as much as the next person. I'm not asexual, but I also don't want someone sweaty after a workout, for example, pulling me against them, trying to initiate my timer just cut me off. (laughs) Real time process. Not supposed to be on my screens right now. Uh, Let's see here. 
being sensitive, being sensitive without digging super deep as someone with sexual trauma, sometimes things can be triggering, whether it's weird shit through the day or your partner doing something in this scenario, this person has been hiding the fact that they have been paying for uh, a fans only subscription. Mm. And that was not something that was told in the relationship or agreed upon. There have also been instances of this person having people in their contacts named as other people so that there Mm. wouldn't be suspicion. And then when they were asked about it, they were made to feel like they were crazy and all kinds of weird excuses were used for how that person got them to do that. Mm. So lots, lots of, lots of that. I'm not going to throw any labels out there yet, but it's definitely things. So these things piled high with lots of things from him claiming that there's something wrong with me for not wanting his sex really just makes me feel disgusting. And at this point I feel undervalued. My value feels like pennies when having sex with him. I brought toys into the relationship and he about shit himself and buried himself in a hole. (laughs) because Mm. he thought his dick wasn't good enough. I swear this man has his dick on the highest pedestal there is and thinks I should just want it. Um, Mm. mm, 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 mm. Lots of stuff around this. Just this person is not making an effort in the relationship. There is time when things could be sexy and great. And that time is spent on video games, sleeping, a bunch of things like that. Uh, She works full time and still keeps their house in order. Went on a strike to see what would happen. And you best believe that it's becoming a swamp. Mm. So there's also, she's playing a caretaker role while he plays around. um, And then there's insults and things, Uh, hearing insults that are spun around into, I didn't mean it that way. Or, you know, I didn't mean it that way. You're being crazy. I feel done. I've done this so many times. It's so crazy because I've always thought of him as my best friend, but he doesn't listen to me. I repeat myself and it's like talking to a robot. Uh, I appreciate you deciphering this. (laughs) No Mm. problem. We got you. She truly (laughs) gave us the short story and she just wants to know that she isn't crazy. Mm. I just want to breathe for a second. Take a deep breath. Hand on your heart. Maybe you're pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I want to, I want to like just hold myself for a second and just like let myself know I'm safe right mm-hmm. now because hearing that just reminds me of so many of the conversations I already have with women. Mm-hmm. Same. And it's just one of those where like the first thing I want to do is just immediately cry because you hear it so often. And sadly, it's just not talked about. Mm-hmm. as much as we need to. I mean, first off, the things that I was listening to in that, as you were saying, and the thing that just get, get kept coming through my mind was emotional abuse, emotional abuse, emotional abuse. And gaslighting, gaslighting, I mean, gaslighting, gaslighting. Yeah. yeah gaslighting. It, just, <laughs> it just was one of those where I'm just like, oh my God, honey, like I, I just want to hold you. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to know that everything that you're experiencing is valid and you're not doing anything wrong. No, nothing. Nor do you you. deserve that at all. Clearly, you know, her partner also has wounds of his own Mm -hmm. and we don't know what they are and that's perfectly okay. However, the way in which you're being treated as far as you've described in your experience is just not okay. I mean, this person he's not even being nice to you. (laughs) Like everything that you detailed in this letter is like any one of those things on its own. I'd be like, Ooh, we should probably examine this because this is a sign that something is off with this person. But the amount of things combined like this, this is not a kind person. This is not a person who, prioritizes or values or even recognizes your needs. This is not a person who supports you. This is not a person who speaks to you with the basic decency that all human beings deserve. And then on top of that, the lies and deceits and the making you feel like you're the crazy one for calling him out on his shit. Like this is, it's so much. It's so fucking much. And this is a lot. Yeah. It's It's a lot. I'm still holding myself. Yes. (laughs) 
Yeah. So holding my, so holding my pussy feel activated. Like Definitely feel activated yeah. for you with you, because I think that so, I mean, I know that so many people have had this experience. They've had this done to them and the relationship and it is, this is, this is a, a broad net I'm casting, but for so many people who have suffered early abuse, which was touched on lightly, right? If you haven't had the space, the safety, the opportunity, the tools, the encouragement to process through that and truly heal that you carry around this deep sense of brokenness. Like there is something wrong with you already. Right. And people like this person's partner Love to weaponize they pray on that. It. You pray on it. It keeps you small. It keeps you weak. It keeps you from walking away. It keeps you from calling out your worth and your value. And that's the reason you feel guilty talking about it. You, yeah. you, at the very beginning, it wasn't, oh, I, you know, I, it wasn't something else. It was, I feel guilty saying that I'm unfulfilled in my relationship. And the reason you feel guilty is because this person has made you feel like he's doing great things for you and you're lucky to even be with him. And so how dare you talk about being unfulfilled in the relationship? Especially based on if he has the knowledge of knowing that you've had traumatic experiences in your lifetime and whether or not he understands his manipulative behavior, he is completely manipulating you right now, Mm -hmm. big time. And I think the saddest thing, and I know that we didn't want to label things, but like, I'm going to, I'm going to label things. Oh, I didn't I mean, say we weren't going to. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said not to label them yet. I didn't want to scream oh. gaslighting 12 times while I was reading the letter. I was going to wait until I was done. <laughs> I mean, because I like, as you're reading it, the first thing that came to my mind was just like narcissistic, mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. narcissism right, right there. I mean, it just, yeah, I big time, big time narcissist. In, in this entire dynamic. And the saddest thing to me is just the blatant lying. I mean, all the other things are like, they're not necessarily forgivable, but just the lying also of having to change numbers on your phone to mm-hmm. be somebody else so that like you're covering up what you do. I just, I think when somebody is aware that they are already being lied to, I mean, I just want to give you permission to take a step back and realize like lying is not okay mm-hmm. in any situation and that you also deserve a relationship where you feel safe in, where you can feel emotionally safe in, where you can feel sexually safe in mm-hmm. and a relationship that doesn't make you feel that way only reactivates your trauma experiences in the past. And the reason why also it's hard for you to maybe step away is because somebody hasn't actually given you permission to step away. Yeah. So if this is your permission slip to step away, permission fucking granted to step away and to also not reactivate yourself in the same patterns and cycles that keep you trapped in your traumatic experiences from the past. Absolutely. And And yeah, go ahead, Joe. No, I was going to say like, I get how scary it can be to like step away from something you've known for so long because this is 10 years. Like this has been a decade of your life. That's not small. And so this is not like, please hear us. Like this is not us being like ditch his ass and run away. Like (laughs) if it was that easy, you, you would have done that already. If it was that easy, you totally would have done that. So, so much grace and empathy and compassion for all the pieces that we don't know. Like that's just a little bit that you shared. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm pretty sure you've stayed because they're on the flip side of that. There is all the beautiful parts of the relationship, the things that remind you that there is love and connection there. And you're almost like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is this on the other side that's driving me crazy? I mean, the fact that you say you feel crazy is because you are completely being emotionally whiplashed back and forth Mm -hmm. to experience something that resembles safety and then thrown back into a situation that doesn't feel safe. So what happens is that you just feel completely disorganized and you're almost like, what do I need to ground myself to feel? That's what I was going to speak to. I was going to say the the part that feels good is probably, if I'm guessing, the parts that make you feel secure to be in a fairly traditional couple. The part of you that doesn't have to reveal this vulnerable side of you that you're afraid nobody will accept. Right. There's probably a sense of, especially if this person is a narcissist, which it sounds like they are, 
the, the fastest way to identify a narcissist, the sun, when the sun shines on you from the narcissist, it is the warmest, most delicious feeling on earth. And then when they turn their back on you, that shadow will, you will freeze to death in their shadow. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that you know, it's hard. That's a hard fricking cycle to get out of because it is emotional sabotage all the time with somebody mm-hmm. like that. And there's just nonstop games and manipulation and you don't know what's true anymore and what's not. Yeah. And since this is a chronic situation scenario, it's, I just, I know how hard, I know how hard this can be. I was in a relationship like most people. I was in a relationship with a narcissist for a while. And Mm. I thought that I was lucky to be with that person. I thought like that person touched on all of the deepest, like most disgusting insecurities that I had. And they made me feel like they were doing me a favor to want me in spite of those things. Mm. And what I'm talking about nasty. I'm talking about stuff that you just, you wouldn't want to say to anybody else. Like I grew up in a fairly poor household with a ton of kids and my parents were both artists. There was not a lot of money. We had some really, really rough times. And this person came from a lot of money and he made me feel like, even though I was white trash and basically worthless because I didn't come from money, he was favoring me by wanting to be with me and by being in relationship with me. And he pulled on those tender parts that I was insecure about and made me feel like he was saving me from the life that I was destined for if I didn't say yes to him. It's like the worst feeling ever because I've been in a relationship like that too. And the worst thing is when they use your trauma experiences Mm -hmm. and actually tell you that you are wounded because of your trauma. And you're just like, I already know this. You don't need to add salt to the injury, Mm -hmm. please. Thank you. And they just use it. But then you're sitting in that experience because you are feeling this like push and pull into that sunlight that you talk about and then into that shadow. And you're like, but fuck, there were moments where you were so warm to me. Maybe this is just you being like having a bad day or something. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, it's been 10 years of bad fucking days. Yeah. Or like maybe, maybe I'm just like really that broken Mm -hmm. that I actually don't know what to do in this situation. And I'll lean into the good, warm, juicy stuff and the thing that makes me feel good because, well, shit, I've never felt that good before Mm -hmm. in any situation. And that person who is sneakily undermining your worth at every turn builds you up in really strategic moments to make you feel like you're able to do things and accomplish stuff and be someone as long as you have their support. So -hmm. they are the one who giveth and they're the one who taketh away. Yeah. And also that support that they build up for you. Like I know that it probably feels like it's them supporting you, but really it's actually feeding their confidence that they're doing something positive for you. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they're just like, well, this is what I do for you. Mm. And you talking about his dick being on a pedestal girl, fucking hilarious. First of all, secondly, like just real quick, let's just, let's just have class. Let's just, we're just going to go just there have real a quick. class. No, like real quick. I'm going to read the definition, like the very most basic without digging into it and getting specific, the very most basic definition of narcissist and gaslighting, just in case anyone listening is like, these are terms I hear all the time now. And I don't actually what know are what they? they mean, but I don't want to be the person asking that. So here we go. Narcissist or a narciss or narcissism, selfishness involving a sense of entitlement, a lack of empathy and a need for admiration as characterizing a personality type self-centeredness arising from failure to distinguish the self from external objects. I don't know about that part. (laughs) Well, I think, I think what that is, is like, it goes back to when somebody centers themselves in a conversation. So I think that's what it means. It's like, they can't actually distinguish that the other person in a, in conversation centering is like when the other person centers himself. Right. Hmm, And so they can't actually distinguish that somebody else is having a different experience from them and they need to shut the fuck up is basically what you said. So, okay. So for example, put this, put this in real time. I know someone who hurt me in the past. And when I tried to have a clearing conversation with them about how much they hurt me, their response was to go into an over-dramatized 
like self lashing about how damaged they are that they hurt me. And essentially the entire experience became about their hurt and their wounds. And mine was obliterated. Like they were not responsible for anything they did because they experienced X, Y, and Z and that made it okay. But it it wasn't even there. They didn't even draw a connection from theirs to mine. I just reminded them of their own thing. And then they took it over and the whole conversation became about that. And I never got any closure. And And that's like a a small one. (laughs) Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're on the, you're on that receiving end or whatever. And you're like, wait a second, this is about me expressing my experience. And now we're fixing and now I'm more experience. I'm having to sit here and hold your horrible experience. And you're the one who hurt me. I'm being made emotionally responsible for your hurt when you are the person who hurt me. And that, so that's, yeah, that, that's, that's an example. That's a quickie. (laughs) And then gaslighting to gaslight because everyone's heard it now is to manipulate someone by psychological means in that have you question your own sanity. Um, and this doesn't give a great example, but the prime example is this person changing the name of someone, changing the name of a girl to the name of someone, you know, and trust so that you don't ask questions when you see them texting this person. And then when you figure it out and call them out on it, they tell you that A, the girl that they're hiding convinced them to do it. And B, you are crazy, (laughs) even though they kind of admitted already to do, they totally did it, but they blame their actions on the other person. And then also tell you you're crazy for calling them out for doing that. Mm -hmm. I mean, also like gaslighting is a subtle form of emotional manipulation And it like oftentimes means that you're as the recipient receiving the gaslighting, you just completely doubt your perception of reality and your sanity. Right. And it always oftentimes starts off really, really small. And it's often, sadly, this is the thing. This is the thing about gaslighting. It's often not intentional or malicious in any way, shape or form. It's subtle. It's super subtle. Super subtle. And it's that person not wanting to take responsibility for your, for your experience, for something that happened to you. Like we, I mean, everyone, everybody does this on, on a light level. There's like, just like narcissism has a healthy scale. There's actually a healthy level. There's a scale for narcissism. And and it's like, I forget whose scale it is, but there's a scale of one to five, one and two being healthy amount. That's just like self-possession and confidence. Mm -hmm. Like those are the traits. Those are, that stuff's all fine. And then when you get to three, you're like on the borderline and four and five is uh, clinical, like actual, Mm -hmm. that is a personality disorder. But on, on that scale, like if gaslighting is a scale, if that kind of manipulation happens, people just don't want to be uncomfortable. They don't want to take responsibility for things that are icky. And so for example, if I did something really shitty to Joe. Like I, d- I didn't mean to, I was just like really thoughtless, really careless. Um, maybe I forgot something important. Maybe I did blah, blah, blah. Who knows? I did something. It hurt her feelings legitimately. And, and that is, that's valid. And she approached me and is like, Hey, uh, I just want to let you know that like, when you did this, it hurt my feelings. If I were to say, Oh, you know, I, I'm so sorry that you interpreted that way. I totally, um, I, I didn't do that. What I actually did was X, Y, and Z. Instead of saying, I validate your experience. I am sorry that my actions made you feel that way. My intention was this. And I am so sorry that this is how it came across. That's taking responsibility for your action. But to say that I didn't mm-hmm. do that, to be like, I didn't do that. What I was doing was this, that is a form of gaslighting to tell yeah. her that her experience that she had isn't what happened. (laughs) Right. Right. And then also the other part that oftentimes people will do subtly is also say, are you sure you experienced that and not this? Yeah. It's like completely deferring Mm -hmm. your entire experience and then just completely trying to change it. So then you kind of go crazy. You're like, actually, yeah, you know what? You're right. That, that is actually what happened. You're right. I'm the crazy one. Oh, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That's that's not what happened. That's not what I experienced. And what happens over time for the recipient of somebody who is getting gaslit is that you begin to self-abandon yourself and lose trust in yourself. Mm-hmm. And so this whole perception of reality, this whole feeling of going crazy, that legitimately is actually happening because you don't trust yeah. your own reality. And that's why you feel disgusting. And that's why you feel like your worth is literally pennies. That's all mm-hmm. from that self-abandonment. Yeah. And, and this is all, 
I'm like dying a little on the inside. This is all <laughs> totally aside from the fact that you feel fairly certain that you are not even in the appropriate relationship for your sexuality, for your true mm -hmm. sexual identity to flourish. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. something that, again, as like sisters from the sides, like we're not going to give you professional advice on that. Mm -mm. But, you know, I think we've already said it once, but it is impossible to claim your worth and feel empowered and be in true, nourishing, beautiful partnership when you don't feel safe in the relationship and when you don't feel valued in the relationship and when you don't feel seen in the relationship. And if you're not mm. in a relationship where you can actually share all of who you are, then that is not a place where you are going to flourish in the long run for sure. And it sounds from the sounds of it. I mean, I have to guess that because you were willing to spell that out for a stranger, like, yes, we know each yeah. other intimately because you've listened to me spill my intimate life on this podcast for a year. And now Joe is here doing it with me, which is awesome. <laughs> um, but you know, we haven't, we haven't met. And the fact that you were, you're at a point where you need this to be heard. You need to write it down. You need someone to see this and bear witness to what is happening to you. That's what we're here for. Like this relationship, if we're like, we're friends, if we're your friends, this relationship is fucking toxic. And this person is selfish and badly damaged and desperately needs help on his own, but it's not your responsibility to fix this person. And it's not your responsibility to wait it out until he decides to fix it himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think too, like, you know, you, you mentioned something about just this relationship doesn't feel right for you. Trust yourself in that. Even if that is a very, very small voice actually expressing that, trust yourself with that truth because that is the first sign of taking back your power from somebody who is being a narcissist to you and for somebody who is gaslighting you. It's truly the first way to like step into it and break yourself from that pattern. And the second thing that you can do that's really important, if anybody else is listening to this and they're like, ooh, you guys are going through my laundry right now, <laughs> the other uh, sign or trait of being with someone who is a narcissist or is, and, or <laughs> gaslighting you is there is a slow isolation that happens where you mm. feel like you can't mm -hmm. tell anybody, any of this stuff, right? You feel like, because it will, you know, it'll cause too much drama or hurt, or they make you feel like, you know, there's so many things wrong with you that what's it going to say about you. If you tell people that this is what your relationship is like and what's going mm -hmm. on. And the best thing you can do to start to free yourself is to tell someone. And you took yeah. that step, which was so fucking brave by telling me and Joe. And I would just challenge you as, as a friend, I would challenge you to find one other person, two other people, like slowly find people who you can trust with pieces of your story. You don't have to tell the yeah. whole story. You don't have to give everyone the full thing, but maybe find one person who it feels safe to share certain things so that they can be doing the same thing that Joe and I are here to do, reflecting back to you. You don't deserve this, right? You are worth more than this. You deserve mm -hmm. to be fully seen, fully appreciated, loved, cherished, respected, taken care of, responded to, um, you deserve all of that and so much more. And it's so powerful when we can have people mirror that stuff back to us as we are reconnecting with our own truth, because you can't hear your highest self right now. She's, she's buried pretty deep in there. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one of the thing is like, have a conversation with the younger version of yourself that lived through all that trauma and let her know that, you know, she did nothing wrong and forgive her for, for being in those experiences and not having the wisdom to know any better. Because right now what's replaying is your younger self is in the same situation, not knowing what to do. And she doesn't have the wisdom. And that's also probably really scary for you in this moment, because here you feel your voice is coming out and you're like, I don't know what to do with this thing because this is not situations I've ever been in before. And I just don't have the knowledge or the know-how of how to step out. And so forgiving yourself will also be that really first key step to healing this part and regaining the strength that you need to also start stepping away. Because mm -hmm. she needs to be validated too. Yeah. That younger one. 
and, and told that she's safe. Like she needs to feel safe. Yeah. And that you've got her and that you're going to carry her through this and that she could trust you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's so much more. There's a lot, there's a lot that could be said, but I do really just feel like the bulk of it is what we've, what we've already said. And I mean, for good measure, dump his ass, but also, cause I wouldn't be me if I didn't say that during this conversation, but also wow, that is how I desperately feel. I also just want to give you permission to continue moving at the pace that you were able mm-hmm. to move at. You do not have to wake up tomorrow just because you, you know, these Heard things it. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're starting to, you're waking up. You're starting to understand this. That's why you reached out. Like you already know, you already mm-hmm. know this stuff. And that is why you reached out, but that doesn't mean that you have to come up with the courage to break everything, blow up your life today. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that. And it doesn't mean you have to do it all at once. There are many, many ways that you can slowly, but surely start reclaiming your power and holding boundaries. And Joe and I are both available for supporting you through that. But if you get nothing else, just know that we see you. And without even knowing you, we know that you are worthy of a beautiful relationship with someone who does not bulldoze you and ignore you and abuse you and lie to you. Yeah. Because this also is not it. This is not that relationship. No, for sure. No, no. And we love you. We really do. Like we can, you know how we can say that (laughs) we can say that our, I was like, cause we we see you you. and there's been parts of our own experience that we see ourselves in while reading this, like, no, and reading your note to us. It's just like, holy fuck. I've been there before. Yeah. Kristen's been there before. We don't know how we got, we, at the time, it's like, none of us know how we got there and that's not important. Like there's so many things and none of it's your fault. Like if that needs to be said again, none of this is your fault. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to let you off the hook for that too. And you're not crazy. You are not crazy. We're all seeing it. Everyone who's listening, everybody sees it. (laughs) We're not crazy. You're not crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Because as, as Kristen was reading that, like, as I'm looking at her reading it from her phone, I'm just like, Oh my God, I feel myself activated. Like I feel mm-hmm. my body just getting tense up and wanting to fight on your behalf. And that's the, that's the third time I've read it. And my, like, I start sweating out my armpits when I'm really angry and my <laughs> face gets hot. Like every part of me, <laughs> every part of me is on fire. Like I want work. to hit this person with a truck, not kill them, just like break every bone in their body. So they have to lay in the hospital for a really long time and think about what should they do? Their behavior. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That, that's what you do. I'm over here. Like where, where, where do you live? So we can help you pack and yeah. get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Well, all the stuff is in the truck. We packed you up. You're in the truck with us. And then I just bump them on the way out. Just a, but it's just a little kiss, a little love tap. Yeah. And if this person ends up in a full body cast on this day and time, I am in my home. My husband is out there. Joe is here as my witness. <laughs> I don't know where this person lives, guys. I have no idea. Uh, we don't know. We don't but, know. Oh, man. But we do care. We do care. We do care. <sighs> How's that feel? My dear. I mean, it feels really good. And I also, again, I just, I'm just like, wow. This is so many experiences of so many women. And I think like one of the things that I always like think about is why are human beings not being held accountable for their actions? Mm. Like it's just sad to me that emotional abuse is not – yes, it is it is domestic violence. Finally, we're, we're able to label that and we're able to call it out. But it's so hard to freaking prove And it's so hard to use. And it just sucks to me that the world still doesn't see emotional abuse as something that gives enough merit to walk away. Mm -hmm. It's like, if he doesn't hit you, then, then, you know, you can probably work through it. And that's not true. Like emotional abuse is psychological abuse. Like that's all connected. You can't have one without the other. It's the worst. And I feel like it does the worst on a person's body and a person's mind because it just, 
it's a constant like reactivation of trauma, but also just it feels like little tiny cuts, like a death by a thousand cuts. And at some point you don't even recognize yourself anymore because you're just like, I'm so emotionless. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm like sitting here feeling for the whole thing. I know. And And I also kind of feel for him because (laughs) I just feel for him because he's so fucking wounded that he has like no idea. And if he doesn't get that checked, no one's going to check him. And he's just going to perpetuate the same bullshit he's like living in. And that's just sad to me. That's why I feel bad for him because he's just going to be stuck in his own bullshit over and over. It is sad, but I also want her to know that it's not her responsibility to check him. Like he's done so much damage to her that like her, her responsibility is for her own safety and to get out. Mm -hmm. And I know you're not saying that. I'm just saying that to clarify for anyone who's confused. Like if people are listening and they're just putting, yes, he needs to to be mommed real, real (laughs) And not by you. No. And not by us. No. No. By a therapist. By a fucking, by a team. He needs more than therapist. He needs like, (laughs) he needs an exorcism and he needs- (laughs) And he needs a therapist and he needs probably a dom and he needs like, <laughs> he needs some shit like beat out of him, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I know a couple doms actually. Yeah. I don't, but I should. <laughs> I feel like in another life, I was a dom. Probably. I also was reading a book today and I was like, in another, in an, I think in a former life, I was like a really, um, what is influential courtesan, like a, mm. I like a high up elite courtesan. I'm pretty I sure. I could see that. I could totally see that. <laughs> I have a that. bunch of other ones that I'm pretty sure about too, but that one I was like, yeah, that feels right. I feel like I was absolutely <laughs> a courtesan in another life. <laughs> Ugh, man. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Like, I don't want to keep picking at it, but I also, I just want pe- everyone who's listening. It's like replace any of the crazy things in that letter, like with your own experience and just yeah. allow everything that we've said and all of the fire and love and support that we have expressed, like allow that to be for you too, because it Mm -hmm. is for you too. And before anybody goes pointing fingers, I need you to know, seriously, there are elements of this story that I have gotten from five different people. So you Mm -hmm. actually don't know that I'm talking about you. (laughs) (laughs) The only person who knows that is the person I messaged today, but nobody else. Like you can't, you can't prove anything. (laughs) Can't fucking prove it. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I mean, it's like, I don't, you just read that. And I just was like, oh my God, I've heard this. I know. I've heard pieces of this. Because it's so so common, which is not, and like to be, it's just, it's not normal. It's just common. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, it's just so much bullshit that it's common. It's, that's the saddest part, I think, you know, but I would be interested eventually in just thinking out loud with y'all in having somewhat, having an expert on the show to talk about ways to support and initiate someone who is moving uh, deeper into true, Mm. authentic sexual identity and alignment, Mm -hmm. especially when you've been stuck in this, in a box for a really long time. Like that feels like blowing up your life and what, how can you support someone, you know, who's going through that? And what are some things that people can do who are the ones going through that? Yeah. We should work on that. So basically you're looking for like a, uh, like an expert who deals with narcissist behavior and the, and the, and, or who recognizes narcissistic behavior and is helping those step away from those type of abusive relationships. No, we can do that too. That's not what I'm talking oh, okay. about though. I'm talking about actually like the very beginning, she said that she thinks she, she knows that she's a lesbian, that she's always mm. been attracted to women, yep. you know? Mm. And I'm like, who, I want to talk to someone who specializes in helping people in who are, yeah. in identity and helping mm-hmm. people really step into and claim their identity when they've been mm-hmm. stuck in another identity for a long time. Yeah. We need to probably find somebody who specific, specifically works in, and we're just calling this out. Yeah. If you guys know people, if someone know knows people, somebody, tag yeah. them, send them to us, share their <laughs> profiles with us. Like we want to get someone on the show to talk about this. Yeah. Because I think I actually know is- someone who's an expert in narcissism that we can talk to. <laughs> Perfect. But I think, yeah, I'm looking for somebody who actually works with like LGBTQ and yeah. like those in question yes, and helping them with their identity, I mm-hmm. think would be Transitions beautiful. and all yeah. of that would be awesome and super empowering for our community. And we're here for you guys. And if this episode didn't fucking prove it, 
please know, like we are, we are here for you to go to bat for you, to support you, to love on you, to offer you our personal unprofessional opinions in these settings. (laughs) (laughs) And, but then if you do want our professional opinions in different settings, then just, yeah, we'll do that too. (laughs) Actually, that's another segment we're talking about. Should we tell them real quick? Should we like take them on a spin of kind of where we're going? Like as we're getting, as we come out of the fog of all of this transition and moving and stuff, just some of the buckets we've thought up that would be really awesome and stuff we want to offer. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of the buckets was just like similar to what we did in the last episode. We just did our little in real time processing and really just had a jam session between you and I about real life updates, how we actually communicate some of our processes of clearing and purging motherhood the whole, is this fucking normal type life that we are trying to navigate on a personal life experience. Um, And then we're doing our asking for a friend's sister on the side with a guide, which is where we bring in a different coach, a, a guest, an expert in the sexual wellness space, a therapist, or somebody that just is in the online business space where we just do what we just did here, but with a friend. Yeah. Who is an expert who will give who is their an expert. professional opinion while we riff and give our personal exactly. opinions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> People who are more qualified to address things head on than maybe we are in some areas, which is, that's going to be actually a lot of areas because we're not here to be the expert on everything, everything. Like we're here yeah. to hold space and to make this a safe place to talk about mm-hmm. things that are uncomfortable and taboo and that don't feel that are uncomfortable, like really uncomfortable. Yeah. We just want to make that feel a little safer for you. And then the other one is just our conversations that we normally have had on the show, which is conversations and or interviews, kind of like an interview, but really a conversation with professionals in the industry, folks that we admire, people that we just love for their wisdom, their knowledge, their know-how, and the ones that are just talking about things that are within their industry or within our industry, and really just sharing their humanity and their own experiences around sex, love, relationships, or even just what they're doing in that space. Yeah. And- this is literally called nothing confidential. So the sky's the limit, you guys, if there is a topic or a guest or anything that you want us to, to give attention to, please hit us up. You Let know where know. to find us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want this as, um, as, uh, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? See, this is period brain. This period is period brain. brain That's another type of brain that happens when mm-hmm. all the blood rushes from your brain to your uterus. <laughs> Yeah. And then that also means your brain cells are also with it too. Cause I just lost the word. That's okay. But (laughs) we're here for you. We want this to be your show. Yeah. Tell us what you want to hear and we will tell you the truth, whether it's what you want to hear or not. (laughs) I think we should be done now. Okay. She's just not in her head. Yes. Okay. We're done. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. If this conversation tickled your fancy, opened your mind, or gave you permission to simply express yourself a little more authentically. Be sure to share with a friend, rate us on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, or subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.